Kimberly Smith is a female landman in West Texas. Her friends call her a land ma'am. As landmen, we have to go into offices, push to get uh, signatures, push to get operating agreements. It's a West Texas term of endearment, but it also distinguishes her as a woman in a male-dominated profession, a profession that often deals Smith some gender backlash. Smith says when she tries to network for jobs, people often don't see her as a breadwinner. It's more like she's working for spending money. Yes, I have had where if if my husband, who is a owner in the company, had said, you know, I'm looking for a project, people would be more um, intentional on helping him network, whereas they perceive that I'm just, you know, buying the kids fun stuff and <laughs> accessories. And that attitude hurts women trying to find work in the old business. Oh, there's a lot of women that are contributing and are maybe the sole providers to their families and they wouldn't be seen as that. And there aren't exactly more women entering the profession. In fact, during the recent oil boom, the percentage of women per capita in the oil and gas industry actually dropped. It fell from 30% in 2009 to 25% in 2013, even as the industry as a whole grew its workforce 61%. And I had partners that also gave me a hard time and um, they weren't willing to work with me. Patricia McDonald is a hydraulic fracturing engineer for Halliburton. That means she oversees all the technical and engineering of a frac job. She first felt gender bias in college, working with an all-male study group. So I had to do some things like keep the project so they couldn't finish it without me and force them to meet with me instead of like telling me, oh, we're going to meet at this time, and then they actually meet at a completely different time, and I show up and I'm like, where is everyone? And this is exactly what the Women's Energy Network is working to change. The women-only group started in Houston in 1994. Now it's got 3,000 members across the country, with new chapters forming monthly. A new chapter of the Women's Energy Network recently formed in Midland, Texas. Mary Baker had the original idea. We're talking about how hard it is sometimes to network with other women who are in the Energy Network and the, the need for it. Like male co-workers who may watch sports or play golf together, the Midland women also wanted to bond and talk shop. Who may want to sit and drink a glass of wine with you and talk about your kids a little bit instead as the way to network. Other women leaders are using technology and social networking tools to bridge the gender gap. Land ma'am Kimberly Smith is making introductions at a brainstorming luncheon for a networking group she wants to bring to Midland. It's called Pink Petro, and it's an online creation of Houston entrepreneur Katie Maynard. Essentially, what differentiates Pink Petro is that we include the men in the conversation. Maynard's been in the energy sector for 18 years. She formed Pink Petro with backing from Shell, Halliburton, and the California-based technology firm Jive. The international group formed in May and now has more than 1,000 members across 17 countries. So this has always been, I think, continuing the conversation and broadening the reach and giving access uh, to these events and to these resources wider than um, just, you know, local. So taking local and going global. Maynard wants men and women to talk with each other about mending the gender gap. She cites a January 2015 survey from the American Petroleum Institute, the leading trade association in the industry, that concludes that many women who want to work in oil and gas don't always know how to get into the profession. Organizations like the Women's Energy Network and Pink Petro hope to help them find their way. Pink Petro launches in the Permian Basin on June 18th, and the Women's Energy Network 
hopes to start holding monthly meetings in the basin in January 2016. For West Texas Public Radio, I'm Lana Straub.